Hello and welcome to the brand new season of Breaking Late. I'm your host, Michael, and with me again for another season. I've signed him on for one more year. He's only on race-by-race -race contracts until he gets his cams license. So, JD, how are you, mate? Not too bad. How are you, Michael? Yeah, recovered from what seemed like a huge wait for Calypso, and it's done. It's over. It was. It was a very um, quick four-day event, actually. It was really good to see how um how much racing we're getting out of clips all these days it's really there was heaps you had the improved so productions on. the gt uh, australian gt super trucks the dunlop or the super twos super V8 twos supercars. Yep. yeah there's um porsche carrera cup yep yeah there's there was just racing going on all weekend and thursday and friday it was amazing to see yes i had the advantage well it's much an advantage um i was actually crook thursday friday so i told by the doctor stay home lay in bed and watch the racing so that's what i did and um loved it next year i gotta make sure i'm sick <laughs> <laughs> no what what do you want to i don't know what do you want to start on mate there's there's a lot to talk about from the weekend um big big statement from red bull or sorry the red bull holden racing team and shane on their title defense that was amazing um can't get any better than qualifying first for both races and winning both races. Yeah, well, like he, yeah, qualified number one in all the qualifying and then got pole position on all the shootouts and then won every race. I mean, you can't ask for a better title defense than that. Yep. Is there any other highlights from the V8s that you... No highlights, that's it. No, there's lots of highlights uh, from the V8s. It's, it's hard to choose a, a few, isn't it, really? Another one that really... Um, stood out for me well obviously there's the the penske djr um you know the straight line speed they were getting from the that car drive off the, the corner was you just could just amazing. see the squat and every time they come around turn eight three wheeling getting one of the front tires and how soft the rear end was no one else's car was set up like that and it was um that'll be interesting to see in the next few races whether this setup that they've got is adjustable enough for them to suit other tracks because it seemed to really suit this track their tyres seem to go off a lot faster than everyone else, but... Adelaide is a very different type of circuit than what we go to. And last year, I do remember DJR came out and they were quite strong in Adelaide as well. So I'm gonna, I think they're going to... They've definitely improved their car from last year. It is one of those things, isn't it? It's, it's like the old HRT thing in the last few years. The only reason, you know, you'd get HRT out there and they be really quick at clips and you're like all right they're back on the pace for this year and then all of a sudden they drop off again next round mm. um, it, it'll be interesting good We've got circuits where they can get that drive but they were not so good at flowing well, circuits, we go to so. albert park um in a few weeks so we'll see how that goes that's going to be a track that i think will suit the red bulls a bit more than a yeah, few other cars nice flowing so. but we don't see heaps of overtaking at albert park it's it is a sprint race we're only a support category when it comes to that track yeah, yeah. Um, another thing I, I liked was Chaz being back with his original engineer, and you can really see them back at it again. They're, they're just molded, and he's going to be one to watch from that stable for the year. I don't think they have the pace in the car that they need, but I think he'll definitely be one to the, watch. Any of the pro drive cars, this is something I want to touch on a bit later, but we'll touch on it now. They just they didn't seem to develop their car as much as everyone else. Well, and that's something I think I can't remember which commentator it was, but I think might have been Ingle. Yeah. Um, commented on and he said, "Look, everyone else has got faster. PRA have sort of not moved over the last couple of years. They were the they were the pace setter, and then they sort of stayed. Two thousand and fifteen. They were the car to beat. They were. They were. They had. They're pretty much. They should have won one, two, three in the championship. Really, that's how fast they were. Mm. Um." Unfortunately, Chaz had his accident, which was a big hinder to his championship. Um, and Frosty come away with it. But it was one of those things. They didn't seem to move on from there. They got that new technology with the shock technology that they put in the car for that year that seemed to give them big dividends. But when everyone else moved to the same technology... They didn't it, have that extra thing to yeah, they didn't, up again. Exactly. They didn't have that one-tenth or two-tenths a lap that gave them that advantage anymore. And um, now they've just seemed to have stayed at the same pace and everyone's got quicker. Yes. Um, the Nissans look good too. I mean, they struggled a little bit during the race, but their pace during Friday and Saturday practice was yeah. pretty good. I think they need some more consistency from the, the group in general. Like, um, 
but other than that, the, the cars are looking strong. Once they get it all correct and then, you know, get a weekend together, I don't think any of them really had a, a strong weekend. Um, I think they made a few mistakes, car setup mistakes, you know, strategy mistakes. Mm-hmm. There was just a bit of a tatty weekend in general. But I think once they get it all together, I think they're going to be very quick this year. Well, something that we haven't actually mentioned yet is everyone was running new tyres this weekend. Big thing we for everyone to get their head around. Learning curves. Yeah. Um, seems like Shane was probably one of the ones that got his head around the tire life. And I had loved his comment it. on Saturday afternoon. Did you see that? Where he's like, oh, they yeah, basically mate. said to him, like, you're pushing the car so hard. He's like, oh, I just wanted to see what these tires could do, but uh, you're not going to get any more data off them. I spoke them now. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> he's back to doing his good skids again. He is. He's st- stepped it up a notch, so it's just good. What other teams? Oh, another one that um, was a... A nice surprise. I'm not a big Tanda fan, but um, to see GRM to come out with such a positive, like, com- you know, they're handicapped this year. Yeah, really they are. They, are. they very much are. Um, they've come in with this complete new car and how positive it, the weekend was for them. Started off not very good, slowly built up, well, built Tanda up, built up. got into the top up. 10 shootout on Sunday. I know, and which is really impressive. So mm. um, that's a really good sign. It shows that car's adaptable and they're, they're actually able to... Get and the setup right on Barry it. Barry Rogers come out and said, I think on the Sunday, he did say, you know, the car's not how we actually want. Like, it's not perfect. It's not done. We we want to be competing a bit further up. I think they were really competing around the 12th, you know, anywhere between 14th and like 11th. Bottom, you know, yeah, just they were breaking just out into of the 10. top 10. Yeah, they yeah. really wanted to get in the top 10. I don't know if they've finished. I'll bring no, the I think they were just out. I think uh, Tanda finished with an 11th and a 13th, I think, off the top of my head, or maybe a 14th. But yeah, they're just outside the top 10 for the two finishes, but still really positive, I think, mm. for a team that's... Like, you know, you've got other teams there like Erebus and stuff. You know, Erebus, Reynolds did a great job this weekend. He had the yeah, curb pop. Yeah, which was unlucky and badly managed, I think, as well. Um, this is something we will talk about later with the penalties for that. Yeah, yeah, we, we won't go too far into the, the curb hopping, but... Yeah, that cost him as well. Mm. But it just sort of put in perspective how well GRM did and Tanda did this weekend, I think. It really showed a bit of strength there. Um, so And there's a bit of a kick in that old horse still, I reckon. <laughs> well, he showed us at the end of the year. He can still pedal that car around. Yeah, He was out driving Courtney towards uh, when, once he got that new car. Yeah, yeah, I agree, 100%. Once he got the new car and a bit of confidence in him, he was back at it. When he needed to drive for his career. Yeah. Well, we'll just pump the brakes a little bit on the supercars and we'll jump over to Super 2s. Super 2s, yep. Now, this weekend, um, actually followed every race of the Super 2s. I was actually very excited for it, mainly because I'm, I'm invested in Bryce now. <laughs> I really want him to do well. And shocking qualifying. He... Yeah. Their car problems did not pay well for, for well the whole team actually. Yeah, the um, Matt, the Matt White racing. They the struggled. two Nissans had problems and Bryce had problems in qualifying, which was a bit of a handicap for all of them. Real shame because his pace was looking so good this weekend in practice as well. I think something everyone's going to have to take into account too is Bryce was driving a, an old spec car, one of three. matching the pace of a lot of these guys in these new spec cars. Um, it was pretty, yeah, pretty unbelievable um, well, effort from him. practice too, Bryce was fifth overall. Yeah, and only, what, less than four-tenths off the fastest lap. Mm. And you got, you know, you've got Paul Dumbrell, which is, he's racing a, that's the Triple H chassis that he's driving. Is actually Red Bull racing spare, s- chassis. spare chassis. So if yep. something happens to Win Cup or Shane's car and they need a new car, they just put, go, Dumbrell, we need your car. Yeah, which is understandable because Paul is. is a part owner of Triple Eight. But then you go, you've got, you know, Bryce right, driving an different. old FG that was Frosty's yep. car from years back. Yeah, yep. Um, yeah. yeah, he did a great job. But that's not to take away from, like, you know, Todd Hazelwood, who had another, he had a good weekend. And that was another thing that was come out of this weekend was unbelievable. So happy for Todd to get up there and finally pull off that first 
first win. Mm. Unbelievable. Get that monkey off your back. And he came out and he said he did so much work to try and stay in this. He 120 barbecue sausage chisels last year to just try and fundraise, to keep racing. Yeah, a lot of people don't realise that a lot of these guys, even in the main game, unless you're with one of the big teams, you're pretty much paying to be there. It's yeah, it's, it's a, so these teams all run like businesses. Mm. So uh, Matt White has to pay his mechanics and has to pay his rent and pay for the, the parts that go on the cars. So Bryce and all these other people have to pay to be there. That uh, being said, it you know they, they look for good sponsors to try and help with that. But a lot of these teams, a lot of that money has to come out of their own pocket or family's pockets or, um, yeah, sausage sizzles and, you know, raffling and stuff like that. Mm. It's um, it's one of those things that needs to be a little bit more support for some of these up-and-coming drivers like Todd and Bryce and that that really sort of struggle to get out there, but they get out there and they uh, show some real, really good well, in skills. The, in the first race, you had – so during the qualifying, Bryce had a an issue with his computer. With the car, he never got, uh, he never got a lap. Yeah, he didn't get a flying lap. I think he ended up qualifying twenty first out of twenty two. But you were saying they plugged the computer, uh, plugged the computer into the ECU yeah. in the pits. Not allowed to do that. You're starting from the back of the field. Yeah, so he ended up relegated to last anyway. To last. But drove he, the race that he did on Friday was amazing. He drove from last to eighth in the old spec car, and he was just like he said. That car was on rails on Friday. It just—he was just carving the field up. He was. He was. Uh, he was absolutely ruthless. If there was a spot, he was in it, mm. and it, clean too. And oh, was there was one point I was actually watching this um, in my room. My brother come in and was watching it with me, and he's like, "Oh, how's Bryce going?" I'm like, "Yeah, oh, he's good watching this." And he's coming through, just past turn nine, through that sort of back section before you get into the, um, the last turn. I don't know what it's really called. It's got the Farmers Union Bridge and stuff. But one of the cars tapped him. Like he's trying to pass, yeah, he's tapping, yeah, knocked him out one. wide, and he started sliding. Started so sliding, and then the camera cut to a different angle, and yeah, I'm just going, like "Oh spun. no, he's just gone into the wall." And then he's gone around the car and kept going, and it was like, "I don't know how you did that, mate, but fantastic, <laughs> keep going." And uh, it was great to see. So then he finished eighth, and then on the Saturday race, because there was no, there was only one qualifying session all weekend. It was where you finish is where you start. Unfortunately, a few cars got caught up with a, a penalty. Of, they had their tyres under a shade structure or something. I'm not 100% yeah. sure, but yeah. I know Jack Perkins got done for it as well. Five grid place penalty. Poor bloke. Just everywhere he finished, he had to get pushed back further down because it was like that was a team penalty. It was nothing of his doing. Yeah. Um, start 13th in the next race. Worked his way up. He had a good start. I think he got up into the top 10. He actually um, did a good pass around Gary Jacobson. Yeah, like, yep, cool. That's like, that's a top FGX yeah, pro that's, drive car. That's last year's championship winning car. Went around him. Then there was a part there where he sort of got held up. There was a slow moving car trying to go into the pits. Didn't really, he wasn't pulled over. He no, he was. It was in the racing line still. Yeah, and then Bryce has tried to go around another car. I don't know who it was, but he's ended up on the grass. Yeah, and I've gone. Oh no. Yeah, it did look like I. At first glance, when he come off, I thought, "Uh oh, here we go. He's in the fence." But nope, managed to hold on to it and um, on to, dropped get back, back to eighteenth. Still drove up to twelfth. Yeah, the pace he's got at the moment—he's unstoppable. It's absolutely—he was really crazy good during how the quick he is. The Bathurst twelve-hour when he was in the combined sedans. Yep, had that pace. I know he was in a much faster car compared to the rest of the field. There was a small group of old ex supercars. Yeah, but yep. still, his pace that he showed that weekend was amazing, and he showed pretty good, decent pace out of the car this weekend. Yep, he's got the confidence in the car now. So I Which think watch this space. This once is he his gets third in a, season in there. He's yep. got the understanding. Think, once he gets in a car of the future, watch out, people. Should we talk about race three? Race three. Jeez, what a shambles. Ah, oh, we both said this on, well, you actually said this on Sunday when you come around to watch the second race of the supercars. If a car, if a driver jumped the start or messed up the start that bad, they'd have the rule book thrown at them. Yeah, definitely. Yep. Now, if you don't know what we're talking about, it's the start of race two, uh, race three in the, the super twos. The lights flashed twice before they went out. You can see it. It's gone red. Off red, off red, 
and then off. And like um, Andrew Jones, he took off straight away when it first went out and managed to pull up before he went into the back of, I think it was Shay Davies. It was yeah. one of the Nissans. And of course, as soon as he went, a few other cars were like, oh, yep, cool, lights are out. I mean, well, the reaction trying times to get their reactions down. As soon as you perfect. see that light's going, you want to go. You don't want to yeah. be going, oh, did it really go out? It might come back on. You don't yeah. think about that light going back on. Yep, agreed. Sort of judges why the guys in front didn't launch straight up. Yeah, it's it's unfathomable how it was allowed to go on too. Like um, maybe they didn't realize what was happening up in the in the starter box, but maybe they didn't realize it had flashed or whatnot. But it should have just gone as soon as he jumped, and the lights had flashed off and back on. Someone should have hit the abort button. Yeah. And then just, I don't think the lights just flash yellow or something. They just flash yellow and they do another warm-up lap and they regrid and then we, they will assess while they're doing their next warm-up lap whether, you know, Andrew Jones gets a penalty or whatnot. They, 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 they didn't and it cost a lot of money. It was, that was a big mess up. And, um, Brad Jones said they interviewed, uh, I think Greg Murphy or I wasn't Greg Murphy's. Yeah. yeah, I think Greg Murphy. Greg Murphy's a commentator for, um. The Super 2, so he would have been oh, up in the yeah, box. Yeah, so right. probably would have been... Greg Rust or someone. Uh, Greg Rust is a commentator there too. Um, it would have been another field reporter in there. Um, but they asked him, like, you know, oh, you know, Andrew did a good job of stopping up there. And he's like, I wouldn't have stopped. The lights went out. Yeah, as far as... You he, know, as far the as rules. where the race started. Yeah, as far as the rules go, the lights went out. The race was on. Just the biggest thing was once... This whole debacle happened. Like, there's another car that's gone. I actually agreed with Tim Edwards when he said, you know, yeah, all right, it's our car's ruined, but we got to ask why this happened. You can't allow this to keep going on. You can't have cars getting wrecked on the start because of something that the supercar officials did. Yeah, it's, it's, that's the big thing, I think. It was just pretend it didn't happen. Mm. Like, I'm sure they'll, they'll look into it and try and work out what's going on and why it happened and stuff like that. But, it just seems like if a driver made such a big error like that, they there would be some pretty um, big pretty penalties. big con- yeah. consequences from it. Now, V8 supercars have made a huge error here. Cost maybe I don't know how much money Keen's um, Josh Keen's team yeah have. Obviously, a substantial amount because they've pushed LeBrock out of his team to mm. take his seat, but. Where do you, Someone's you know, got to pay 100, for that 100 car. grand, 50 to 100 grand, I reckon, is damaged there. Mm. And all then after, even once all of this happened, then the supercar officials said, all right, everyone get back into your starting positions, where you started from, behind the safety car. And you're like, but they're counting down laps. Yeah. And it took too long. Yeah, it did. Six they, laps. Six laps under the safety car. Like, this is where Bryce jumped up to, I think, got up to ninth from yep. the start. Because yep. he took evasive action on the grass, got around a few cars. And then they all trotted around the safety car and they're like, oh, everyone's got to get back. So you had to drop back to 16th. And then you've got only six laps of actual, I think they only did six or seven laps under, under green, green flag. Under green flag, yeah. Oh, yeah. And you had Todd Hazelwood right on the back of um, Dumbrell. Because Dumbrell, as much as I know why he's in the development series to keep that track time up, but I'm sort of going, hmm, I want some, I'd much prefer a younger driver be more competitive than always having him in the best car purely because, you know, we know he's well, there to get the seat it, time it, and the sponsors want to pa- sponsor a car that's going to be winning. It is it is funny, but because the last couple of years he's been in an old spec car and run midfield. Mm. He's only every now and then he just, the sk- his skills brought that car up a little bit further. So it, it has been interesting seeing him in a new spec car and all of a sudden he's, whoa, back yeah, up the like, front. Ah, <laughs> we've seen this. We see this every endurance season. Yeah, yeah. So, um, but and then, I agree with you. I understand that he's there to get seat time for enduros and stuff like that because he did uh, drop the ball a couple of years ago. It was not so good in the enduros and made a few big mistakes. Mm. Saying that, we were talking about this yesterday, he he made a pretty substantial mistake in the last race just from the pressure just that from the Todd, pressure Todd put on because yeah. Todd was just right there he did everything he needed to and then I think it was turn four um, just got on the lumps on the outside there locked the it wheel it is and a tough track it is very bumpy you don't really notice it just looking oh you do when you see the cars go over it but just looking at the track you think it's oh it's nice and flat it's just a road it's 
it's a street track. Right? Yeah. You know, your roads aren't flat. Just there, hit that bumps, just unsettled that car and just slid out wide. Todd saw his opportunity and just took it. Took it, it yep. And um, oh, it was it was good to see. I was I was very happy to see Todd. I'm always happy to see someone win their first race. Yeah, and someone that's a, a campaigner that's trying so hard to get out there as well. Mm. Todd's not one of these kids that's a, come from a very, very well-off family that are super rich and just, he's not a Kostecki or someone like that that talking just buy their own cars and buy their own like truck now they've built their own shed or something or renting their own shed next to triple eight like and there's three of them there's three bloody kostekis in the yeah, race there's now. a there's cousin now as cousin well cousin brody who has come back from um doing NASCAR. nascar over in america yeah he took a little bit to get used to the cars here oh it's a big he, difference um, put into the wall during qualifying he was one of the reasons why they had that red one of the red flags. Yeah, it's a big difference from NASCAR to a V8. But he still did, he did all right, you know, by the end of it. Um, something that did happen at the last last corner of um, the race in Dunlop Super 2s was... Bit of a... Bit of a mix-up with Jack Perkins. He hit a few cars. Um, yeah, I, I don't think Jack did it on purpose. He's no. He's not that type of racer, but... Yeah, he definitely, he got in the back of, I can't remember, was it a Kostecki or something? Uh, yeah. And then he and then Shay punted Davies Shay got Davies. caught up. I think four cars all got caught up. And um, our mate Bryce managed to squeeze through and jump into the top 10. I think he finished ninth. And then Jack Perkins actually got a 15-second post-race penalty for that. Um, yeah. Pushed Bryce up to eighth. Yeah, so, yeah, it's a really solid weekend for Bryce. Yeah, he's um eighth overall in the standings. I mean, I know this is only one round in, but it was a good, solid result. And I know we've talked about this a lot, but, you know, he's a territory boy. We're, we're territory boys, so we're supporting him 110%. Yeah, and a good and a good guy too. So, mm. But that's pretty much all we've got for the Super 2s. And we will be f – we've had a few requests to follow the Super – the development series a bit more. So um, we will be following that a bit more this season than what we have in the past. Yeah, yeah we've had a couple of emails in – people want to know a little bit more about it so we'll um touch on that a bit more this year and try and get some interviews if we can with a few of the drivers mm. so let's jump on to race one of the supercars because i mean the top 10 shootout and that it was great to watch i love watching top 10 shootouts and the qualifying but the main thing is that race the race the races were not too bad this weekend either it's um a lot of stuff going on the whole race yeah so pretty interesting uh, 250 kilometers actually it was um so we had that slade and percat incident this is what caused a few issues throughout that that sort of concertine effect from that race so you had them come off that was no race that was a racing incident apparently there was no drama there no penalties um apparently you can put your teammate into the wall but they were they were they were buddy buddy on sunday in front of the tv cameras yeah, I think they're close enough that I don't think that affected them. I think there was a bit of a misunderstanding of whether room was gonna, was being given or not and yeah, whether the pass was on was, or not. was a bit quick. He was quicker. I was watching the second times and stuff, and he was quicker before all of that come through. His car had the pace. I think yeah. he's just a little yeah. bit wide on that exit, and he just bumped um, yeah. bumps Lady into the wall. Yeah. Least took a bit of the curb on the inside, I think, when he come in too, and it sort of just bumped him out into Slade. And yeah, well, that I out. think it's turn seven that curb. Like some people don't use it, some people use all of it, some people just go over the top of it. It's a very odd curb, isn't it? Yeah, it is. It, it must is really unsettle the car a bit. Shows how good the shocks are in these V8s. <laughs> hey, to get good drive as they straddle a a big curb, and mm. it's amazing how how good they are. That brought out the safety car. Well, actually, that incident didn't, but there was some panel work or there was some debris on the track because of that. that yeah, the inner out. guard or something fell out, I think, mm. as well. Um, so we've all backed up. And um, after, a, I think it was two laps or something under the safety car, but the lights went out and McLaughlin was still weaving. Yeah. Now... I don't blame McLaughlin so much for this. This is probably... This Ludo needs to get yeah. on the radio until I think you should... I would assume that all engineers, as soon as those lights go out, that would be on the radio to the drivers well, going, lights out. The engineers have a bit of a checklist in their head of stuff that they need to prompt the drivers. The drivers are pretty busy out there. The engineers are pretty busy in the mm. sheds as well. But the drivers are pretty busy out there focusing on everything. 
Scotty might not even be able to see the lights on the safety car. He might, but he might not as well. So he's sitting there trying to do what his job is, is to keep brakes, tyres in the optimum temperatures. So when the restart goes on, it goes on. Mm. Ludo's there. When the lights go out, all the teams get a, a thing on the monitors. And Ludo's there to go bang on the on the radio. Scotty, all right, restart, starting, um, no weaving, yeah. hold your position, hold your speed, uh, don't pass until you go over the line. It's just a prompt. It's not like Scotty doesn't know those that rule already. Just it's just a, a prompt. A bit of thing in the head to go, yep, no worries, they're out. But then also you've got to think, like, I'm not going to, I'm not slamming Scotty here, but you got to look around. You're the only car weaving. Well, and I think that's why he stopped so quick. I think it, he got prompted by everyone else's not weaving. Like, yeah, because he didn't weave, weave much. Weave. He sort of did two. I think he did two motions and then stopped. And like um, the commentator said, I think Scapey was saying, it's someone's dobbed him in. Oh, it's probably course. the car behind him. Yeah, I think it was Winterbottom, wasn't it? Yeah. It, yeah. Well, I think yeah, pretty, yeah, it was Winterbottom behind him. Yeah. Yeah, and that's that's fair enough. That's what. That's what you do. You're not there it's to make part friends. of racing, isn't it? Mm. Really, that's a spot that Winterbottom made up. So, that, and that's nothing against Winterbottom, but it's just part of racing. You, you know, you drive through worth the crime. Like, is that penalty? I think this is what we were going to touch on, wasn't it? Yeah, We've got a few things here to. I don't think a drive-through fitted two or three weaves. Mm. It's I think maybe a five-second penalty. I think we need to look at it. A lot of penalties in our rule book, drive-through seems to be the penalty that we give. Mm. I think we need to pull back from that. Substantial, like you put someone in a fence and it looks like it's ninety percent your fault or one hundred percent your fault. I think what they is what they want now. Yeah. Um. Fair enough. Drive-through. That's a pretty big thing. That person's out of the race. You've ruined their if you race. You wreck a car. You should be. Mm. Your race should be ruined too. But like a curb hop or a weave. I think they've seen your dad actually brought up he did a, a really convincing argument yesterday and we we were watching the race actually with uh with Michael's father Martin he's a good listener of ours as well and he's right into the racing as well and he brought up that maybe we should be tailing down maybe from 3 to maybe two warnings and then on your third you get a 5 second penalty this or is a with 2 curb second hops. this is yeah sorry this is curb hops um or a 2 second warning uh, like penalty yeah. and then you know you do it a third or fourth time you get a five second you do it a fifth time it's a drive-through yeah he was um comparing it to a bit like footy with afl you know you'd give someone you you know in the back all right that's not a, a huge crime in to say you give out a free kick if you do something a bit more serious yeah if it was 50 meter intent, penalty yeah you know you give, you give them away 50 and if you do something really bad you get reported which is the equivalent of like a drive-through where people here are just doing out small mistakes, which should just be a, you know, a free just, kick to the other team, and they're getting a full report. They're going drive through, especially in this track. And we're on someone's race. I think the best thing your dad put up, argument wise, is that's ruined some supporters' races as well. There's oh. people that will walk away from the TV because all of a sudden their driver's gone from like Scotty, gone from in contention. It was like seventh or something, and then to seventeenth. And yeah, race, he was never going to catch up. The race was over sort of thing. You can't push through a, a class field like this easily enough. So, you know, that was basically his race over. And I think that was a very valid point. Like, we're ruining spectators, fans' uh, races as well by penalising so heavily over meteoric bloody... Not that great... At, like, S- Scotty's weaves didn't give him an advantage over anyone else. They weren't dangerous. They were, you know, I understand why they've got the rules and the rules need to be enforced. Otherwise, people will just start overstepping rules left, right and center. That's 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 very true. But we need to maybe make the the penalty fit the crime. Mm. And I don't think the drive through fit that crime. No. And the, the especially with the curb hops like that ruined Reynolds race as well. Yeah. And I understand. All right. Stay off the curbs. Calypso's. How many times you see some people go over those curbs and they don't get a strike? And you're like, what, did you not get a strike because all four wheels were in the air? And you technically, you know, you're like, oh, you didn't go over. I flew over the whole thing. And they didn't go. And even Scafie and Ingle were saying, or Scafie and Crompto through the race were going, oh, that's a, oh, you didn't get a curb strike. Like Todd Kelly did a couple. 
yeah flew over it and you can see on the camera now nah, all your wheels went on that curb like no wheels yeah, on yeah, the outside yellow and, and he didn't get a strike i agree it's um inconsistent and i i know we can't get into that sort of game like oh well i've got footage of all these other cars doing four curb pops and whatnot but the penalties don't seem to fit. Nah, maybe just a five-second penalty. You do it three times. Like, you do your three yeah. strikes, you get your black flag. Yeah, fourth, I, and, that's, uh, and that's my view as well. Yeah, I think three seconds. three warnings, three three times a warning, and then fourth one, you get a, a two or a five, yep. something that's going to fairly penalise your race, but not ruin it. Yeah, say Maybe if you lose a position the, or two. Yeah. Or, if you know if it finishes under safety car it could be quite a lot of positions mm. but you still fans are still going to watch that person racing up the front you know like it might affect their their finish official finish but we're still going to watch them racing in contention with other cars yeah and especially if they know they've got a few, you know a you know 5 second penalty that driver's going to push because you're like oh, shit now I've got to make up those 5 seconds at the end what? instead of going a drive through and then you're going oh look mate you know, you've got a, we're in the middle of a gap. You've got no cars around you now. The next car behind you is like 30 seconds behind you. Just coast around and finish the race. Don't wreck the car. What did you think of on, sorry, this is jumping away from that sort of a little bit. Um, on the Sunday when they didn't tell Scotty he had already done three jumps and they just said, stay off the curb. Nah, you should tell him. <laughs> because I thought it was quite like, funny. Yeah, and we, we had a talk about this. Is going, he needs to know. Scotty needs to know that he's got the three strikes instead of just going stay off the curse because they could, as far as he's aware, he could just be like, oh, all right, they're just seeing me on the camera going over those curbs. Yeah, I've... maybe they're worried about bending an upright or something like yeah. that. Yeah, but not like when you've got Shane in, because like we, we were both saying, we knew Shane didn't have the three strikes. He didn't get the black flag up against the name and I, five so laps to go. So he had at least one left in his repertoire. Yeah. And like five laps to go, you're, you're saying to me during the race, like Shane should just straight line it. Do it. Do it far enough aback from the race, like with a few laps to go, that he'll get that advantage, catch up, that it's not going to be like, he's just cut through the whole straight. Like, yeah, you know. yeah. Uh, my view was basically if I was in Shane's boots, I wouldn't want me jumping the curb and gaining, say, a couple of tenths of a second on one lap and then getting the pass at the next corner to make it look like I cheated. So yeah. what I would... this. It's yeah. <laughs> it's starting sound a little bit too much, but I would do it the lap or two before that I was not quite at Scotty, mm. so that I could get a better run at Scotty and get to Scotty sooner, so I could put him under more pressure for longer for Scotty to make a mistake. I mean, Shane like, didn't is, need this, but <laughs> no. And this is like what we're saying is not new. Like no one listening to this is going, "Oh God, you guys are geniuses for thinking <laughs> this." It's been done before. <laughs> it's true, but. Yeah, we'll finish up on the um the sad day race, Sil. The Frosty and Wind Cup incident that that's that was a it's a mixed review of it what is. everyone depends thinks of it, on isn't who it? you go for. If you got blue eyes or red eyes, is um if it was the worst decision on the planet or if it was just like well they're the new rules. I kind of probably showing my hand again here a little bit, but. I kind of feel like if that's going to be the consistent way that they're going to look at it, game on. Yeah. Let's keep playing at those rules. I couldn't see 100% who was at fault there. So the new rule was if they're not 100% at fault, they don't get a drive-through. And that's fair enough, I guess, if that's the new rule. And it was a post-race investigation. And like you do see, like it depends on who you ask, really. Is Was Win Cup up alongside the B-pillar? I he was, think he was. was at one point, At yeah. one point he was. And then, of course, like, the, the issue was he did it at turn five, which is a very odd... It's not a common overtaking spot. Yeah. Wincup didn't... Oh, uh, not Wincup, sorry. Frosty really didn't give him a full car width. We did, if you include, class the concrete wall... The curb as the... Yeah, as the track. But the curb's not the track. The curb's on the outside of the track. The track's the yellow line before the curb. Yeah. That's where he needs to give the full car width, and he didn't give that. The incident happened. They touched. Frosty got spanned around. You know, Lowndes was the beneficiary from that. Yeah, he was the right, right place at the right time. Um, yeah, I, I don't think there's much for that, but I just... A precedent has been set, and that's the main thing. We need to keep consistency, because if if this happens again and then they do get a penalty, you know, um, that's when fans are going to turn off on this. We just need to know that if that's what you're sticking to, then you're going to do that the whole season. 
Yeah, yeah, I agree. And it kind of was. They um, in race two, um, James Courtney hit Simona. No penalty from that either. That one was a bit different. But yeah, that one was a bit. I guess what they looked at was not a hundred percent her fault or his fault was the fact that maybe she wasn't quite off the line enough as she was coming into pit lane. She should have moved over to the right a little bit more because she was pitting. Mm. She kind of blocked the racing line and slowed in the racing line. James obviously wasn't he didn't ready really have for anywhere it. to go either. Yeah, and he obviously wasn't ready for it, so he's tagged her, spun her out, and uh, pumped her up the ass. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> um, Not sure if James or her were into it. <laughs> all right, so race one. Uh, Shane ended up drove. He was untouchable by the end of it. 15-second lead. Yeah, that, that's like in considering Bathurst got brought down to like you know next to nothing. To have a fifteen second win is just a real dominant display. Um, a lot of people didn't realize, but Lounsey lost a lot of positions towards the end of the race, and it didn't get announced on that day. But it, on Sunday they came out and said they were, they ran out of fuel. They had they no basically fuel had in the fuel, car. Yeah, he dropped a lot of positions. He just di- couldn't well, he keep could, up. He wasn't giving it full throttle down the, um, from turn eight, sort of thing. Mm. And people were just passing him easy down the straight. It was sad to watch. I think Percat even there. gave him a wave as he went past. Yeah. There's yeah, footage of him waving yeah, yeah. at the car. Said, Hello. Yeah. Um, Waters did a great job on the Saturday. Fourth. Isn't he looking better since he's... They, they really plugged it a lot on the race weekend, actually. I, I, I thought that was a bit strange. But about, you know, how he's done, gone and done some driver education sort of stuff over in um, Europe and... Mm. Uh, some more training and stuff to get fitter so he can endure the races a bit better. But he really drove a lot better this weekend than he did last year. Yeah, More um, confidence and just better all round, pretty much. This is his third season now? Second? Second, second, second season. Second in the full game. So he must be feeling... He knows the guys now. He's had 12 months with the team. You know, he's probably feeling a lot more confident. And yeah, good on him. I, I want to see him do well because... A lot of people don't remember, but Cam Waters, I think he got discovered on that TV show. He did. He got discovered on when the Kelly boys were doing the, um, you know, come test and yeah. do all the, jump through all that. the hoops and getting a And then he did that drive. big spin out on the top of Bathurst with Grant yeah. Denyer. Yeah, and wrote the yeah. car off in the... No, he didn't hit the wall on that one, but he did oh, hit the wall did. later on later. He did hit the wall in his first lap in the actual race, but... Yeah, he did. <laughs> um, how do you rate... Simona Di Silvestro's first race, um, pretty solid, really. She kept up with the pace, which was good. Yep. Like, and I didn't, didn't expect her to go out and fly, you know, through the field and stuff. But um, as one of the two rookies in the field, she did the better job. Yeah, yeah, I think uh, she did quite a good job, really. Like it, she did all you could really ask from someone that hasn't driven a V eight supercar around a street circuit before. It's a big ask. Mm. Oh, f- very high commitment track like Clipsal is Clipsal and Gold Coast to get lap time some of these I think it's one of the reasons the HRT cars used to be up there so far as I think half of it was commitment and balls from Tander and Courtney in the car yeah that actually got the car further up the field like I, I do understand there's there's aspects of their car that probably suited those tracks more but um, I think the driver having good drivers at those sorts of rounds helps you get your car towards the front compared to some other rounds where maybe the driver isn't as um, integral to your pace mm. compared to car pace. No, I, I was I was very impressed with how she did. Um, Alex Rulio. Tell look, it how it is, Michael. You tell him what time it is. You tell him, I'm <laughs> going to tell you what time. No, look, I think he's too slow, but he... <laughs> That's sugar-coated, everybody. <laughs> it is. I, I have to... I'll, I'll be nice. Look, I, I've had, I had a night to sleep on it. He's slow, but he did everything he needed to do. He kept that car straight. He didn't hit the wall. He'd had a couple of near-offs. Yeah, um, he had that... Uh, I can't remember what turn it was. We had one on the straight where he ended up on the dirt and he almost pitched it into the um, pit wall. Yeah, the yeah that I think that might even be the one I'm talking about. Mm. It sort of went a bit of a fish tail in the straight line. I was yeah. like, whoa! Um, Hold on to it, boy. <laughs> I was talking to my mate through the race because we were both like, all right. How's he going to go? Yeah. And I'm like, three laps down or turn eight. And unfortunately, Bryce, uh, um, 
I was Bryce. like, I sent him, I sent my mate a message like, this is what will happen. And it's a, a video from Bryce from last uh, year. Okay, yes. Smashing turn into eight. turn eight. Um, I said, I think this will happen. Didn't happen. So I'm actually glad that he kept the car straight because no one expected him to set the field alight. He did finish two laps down on nothing but pace. Like that's, he was just slow. But I think he's still going to, he's going to get his license. Like this... He will get a license for the next round. He didn't do anything dangerous. Dangerous. Um, everyone. He impeded um, Rick Kelly in qualifying, and Rick wasn't overly happy about it and showed him in the race when he sort of swerved towards him when they were going down the straight. Oh, yeah, he did, eh? Yeah, that, that was, was quite interesting. I was like, woohoo, bit of passion there from Rick. Yeah. He didn't say so much in uh, the interviews when they no, asked no, him about it. No, because in the interview, it. he was just like, oh, he's a young guy having a crack at it. Yeah. But during the race, he was like, probably a little bit... Fuck <laughs> off. <laughs> <laughs> it was a bit hot. I mean, Taz Douglas got taken out of the car. They The team called him in. He said, you're speaking gibberish on the radio, mate. You need to come in. Um, they dunked him in the ice bath and sent him back out there to fry. <laughs> the ice bath. The, the Lucas Dumbrell's ice bath is a wheelie bin. Yeah, it's high tech, mate. Gary Rogers is, is a blow molded plastic. <laughs> Let's give it a good name. It's <laughs> even <laughs> got the red lid to stop the flies. No. Sponsored by Violia. <laughs> <laughs> no, but um all in all, race one was good. This is gonna be a long episode. So we jump <laughs> on to race two. <laughs> yeah, start of race two. McLaughlin and Fabian. Good launch off the line. Yeah, the, I think um, that's that Shane, soft rear end is helping them get off the line a bit better. That, and they have to be starting with higher pressures in their tyres because they did it on both races. They drove away at the start, and then the rest of the field caught up. Yeah, agreed. Well, Shane yeah. caught up. Yeah. It could be also maybe a bit of their setup. It hurts their tyres a little bit more as well, their setup, how they got the car. Yeah. So, but I do agree. I think it's a pressure thing because they definitely drive away at the starts, and then they um, really come back to the field in a bad way. Yeah. For how much pace they have at the start, they pay for it and, like, double. When the tyres start to go off, they are a lot slower than... So the Red Bull cars seem to be heaps more consistent on their tyres. So they're not they're not blowing the doors off anyone at the start like the, the DJR Penske cars are. The DJR team cars were a lot faster at the start of the race. Oh, and Scotty yeah. come out at the end and said, you know, he wasn't fully happy with the car, like the rear of the car. He wasn't happy with the rear brakes and... The rear Stability, tires. yeah. The tyres were shot by the end of it. And you just look at it, once again, you guys know what we're like. We're all over the shop when we talk about the race. Um, <laughs> you know, Scotty had a seven-second lead with 10 laps to go, and Shane won it by 10. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, it's... As it, soon as Shane the, got well, past, I think... The last lap, S- Scotty lost seven seconds. Well, the only person that was slower... Around the track, then Scotty on the last lap was Alex Rulio. Yeah, Scotty, Scotty made that one mistake, but I think Scotty was driving a bit of a wounded car that had no rear tires left on the thing because it was skating a little bit. He was ringing it out. He was like, doing everything he could to keep Shane behind him, and then once it, it I think he was, was a, they were not, both if not when uh, if it was when I, I think they both were using the same tactic of, well, you know what, I'm going to put the pressure on you and. So Shane's going hard at Scotty. Like, I'm putting the pressure on you, Scotty, to go faster. And Scotty's going, nah, I'm going to put the pressure on you. I'm going to go faster. And you can try and catch me because I've got pace still. And then it just, it sort of just didn't work out. Maybe Scotty needed to back off a few laps earlier. You Mm. know, just calm it a little bit and go, Shane's not got so much pace over me that when he catches me, he's not just going to scream past me easily. Scotty's got really good drive. You know what I mean? Like, there's a, a few things in hindsight. I think that's why Scotty's probably a little bit disappointed in himself. I don't think it's just because he drove a great race. He's got to be happy with second. You really have to be happy with it. Well, this was stark contrast from a few years ago when Scotty was the happiest bloke ever coming second. Yeah. And to th- yesterday, he was the saddest bloke on the planet. Yeah. I think he... um. It's sad. It's kind of sad, I think, that he was so disappointed. He put so much pressure on himself. And, like, it would have been a great win. You know, you have new team, first race weekend, you've gone out and you won. But, I mean, like, Dr. Ryan's story came and said, you know, Scotty has nothing to say sorry for. You know, they 
the two, Fabian and Scotty, in the Shell V-powered racing cars, fantastic job. More than what yeah. you would expect. I expected them to be strong, but I didn't expect them to be that strong. Yeah, I um, I was impressed with it. What do you think about Win Cup now, like number two driver at Triple Eight? It does seem it, doesn't it? He was very um angry after qualifying with himself. Yeah. He's like he was like one tenth down, and he was half like a tenth. half a tenth down on his teammate, and he was like. Basically, he was Bitter. talking like it was the end of the world. Like, well, if you're that slow, what's the point of even rocking up? Like, yeah, like, well, they might as well start replacing me now. <laughs> <laughs> um, it, it, Yeah, I don't know whether the car development has gone away from his way well, or something's happened. I don't know happened. if you're aware, sure. but this is the first time since 2008 that Jamie hasn't won on the f- opening weekend of the Supercar Series. Wow. That's huge. That's probably why he's so bitter. Yeah. And he did, like, there was an interview, Murphy interviewed him after the race and said, look, I don't want to take anything away from Shane. He did a great job. He's not disappointed with the team. He's like, he's like maybe I didn't prepare well enough in the off-season before it. He said he's going to go away, you know. Evaluate what Evaluate, what wrong. do some training, get some, get back into it. And Jamie's going to bounce back. He's a six-time champion. You don't need to win every race to um, be champion. You do if someone Fucking else helps. wins every race. <laughs> it does. <laughs> um... But well, you know, you it's a long season. a lot faster that way. <laughs> it's a it's a long season. Don't write Jamie off uh, yet. Is basically yeah, what a, I'm saying. There's a lot of stuff to go down yet. He's a good driver, and I don't see it um, continuing to be a one-sided battle. Should we talk about Lounsey? Because yeah, he had the issue on Saturday with the fuel, but well, he didn't have the pace all weekend. No, he didn't qualify very well any day. And he hasn't been qualifying great lately. I don't think... We were talking about it earlier, and my view is not that... I don't think he's lost his driving edge or anything like that. I think he's maybe not committed as much as Shane and Jamie are, Mm. but I think it's more an engineering... He has. He's had to get, like, you know, Ludo, love him or hate him, he wasn't... He's a car builder. That's yeah. what he's done. He engineers car the car design. That's that. He's not an engineer, like a race engineer as such. He was animated as hell this week. He weekend. seemed a lot more passionate now he's at DJ. Uh, and I don't know if that's because he's he's more of a uh, of a head role. Mm. So at Triple Eight, there's so many big engineers there. There's so many big names at Triple Eight. Yeah. So it's very hard for you to be a main guy there. So we're... DJR, maybe Ludo's ideas have come through a bit more, so mm. maybe he feels a bit more invested. I mean, I'm not writing him off yet. I don't. I'm not putting money on him to win the championship or anything. I'll put money on him to win Bathurst, and I think that's one of the main things that he's in this championship for. Like he's really in it for Bathurst. Yeah, it does seem a little bit like that. It's like he's everything's geared towards Bathurst. But and we talked about this yesterday, but you guys don't know, but. Paul Dumbrell needs to watch out because if Lowndes decides, you know, I've, I've had enough of full-time racing and he wants to do endurance cut, like, well, you know Paul Dumbrell's getting the kick. Like, he's going to get the bullet. Yeah, I think. And Lowndesy will team up with um, Jamie. Jamie because those two suit each other. Like, their driving styles. Yeah. Uh, they're good. I mean, they won the Bathurst 12-hour. Yeah, I think um, those two go together... Like uh, cocaine and hookers. Yes, <laughs> and blackjack. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so we'll see how he goes. It's it's the first race. It's still early. I mean, hell, last year Nick Perkett won this race. And, you know, anything can happen. But I think this year the, um, the uh, yeah, finishing order was read, a lot more. We're, we're reading a lot into a, a one race. race. <laughs> we're one race weekend. Yeah, yeah. We're going to see stop some Stop at no point racing anymore. Shane's got this championship <laughs> in the bag. All right? all right, let's start 2018 now. <laughs> Uh, yeah, we'll have to see how it goes from now. Oh, actually, something I do want to talk about. Our favorite little improved production car from oh. the Bathurst 12-hour. We remember seeing him. He was doing great. He was that little Civic. The Honda Civic the Honda that Civic could. Honda Civic that could. <laughs> now, I will put this in the show notes, but there's a video of him. And I don't know if, if you guys didn't catch it, you missed out on a hell of a race. But he does this amazing overtake. He was racing in 86, like an old one. Old Corolla 86. 
I think it was an 86. Yeah, it was an 86. Yeah, I just know that because his number was 86 too. Yeah. Um, the little Civic just doesn't have that straight line pace, but man, can he throw it through the corners. And the 86 got him on the straight line, on the pitch straight. Then he's gone around the outside on turn two. And oh, I don't know how that thing gripped up and how he managed to get it around that. And those two drivers did a fantastic job. I look, I, it's Jay Cox is the driver, I think. I think that's his name. I'm yeah, sure I look, I, I don't know, but mate, you, you yeah, guys put on a, <laughs> a big shout out to you, mate. You did a fantastic job this weekend. First and time I've seen a pass between turn one and turn two. <laughs> yeah, around the outside. Yeah. <laughs> Normally it's like, oh, inside I've pushed you out wide, and you know, yeah. you go, but nah. Those little improved production cars are gone. And when I first saw that improved production were going to be racing in Adelaide, I was like, oh, they, you know, because normally the Utes are there. And the Super Utes, we know, aren't going to come until Townsville. Yeah. Um, so they had to get an extra category in. And, like, the racing that those improved production cars put on, fantastic. Yeah, it was really good, actually. I was um, really impressed. Um, I think that's us. Done yeah, and dusted. Not too much with the F1. They've got another practice week, I think, this week as well. Yep. Uh, there'll be a lot more development parts, I think, that would have been built over the last week to come to the track to be bolted on and, and try a lot of different things now. We might see some different pace from the cars as well towards the end of the week where people might sort of go for try some and outright pace yeah, and try like, and all right, go let's, for, you know. At the moment, I think a lot of the teams are just going for re- reliability runs and just getting the balance of the car, trying to get the balance of the car right and stuff like that. Um, and feeling what the new tyres, like really, the new tyres are going to be a big thing in this year. Mm. So They will. So yeah, also, sorry guys, I've um, been flat out at work. So if you've noticed, our Facebook page has had nothing on it um, for a while. I'll try and get back onto that. But our main thing is this podcast. So... We'll always keep doing this. If I've gone away from the Facebook for a bit, you know I'm I'm busy. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. but still free. You know, keep sending in any of your questions, your emails. I'll always um, you know, we'll we'll get on the best to answering that. If you guys want us to follow any other series, you know, we will be thing. Uh, we'll be looking at trying to get a bit more of the Formula Renault 2.0 um, series. Want to see how Thomas Maxwell goes this year? Yep. That starts up. I think next month, so we'll get on to that. If you've got anything that you think that uh, we might have missed or anything as well and you want us to touch on, mm. uh, send it through. Yes. Anything interesting also that you've seen that other people haven't noticed, send it through to us and we'll um, we'll talk about it. So, anyway, don't forget to yeah shoot through any emails at breakinglate at gmail.com or head to our Facebook page, facebook.com forward slash breakinglate. That's us. We'll catch you guys... Um, in a couple of weeks. Yep. See you around the bend, mate. Nice. Catch ya.